0: at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Cheryl Fuchs, writing and rewriting history. First ever national title for Texas Tech.
0: Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Tags podcast. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And it is UT Hate Week. That's right. It's Texas Hate Week, baby. Horns down. Um, forget those people down in Austin. All that stuff. It is a great time. Um, it is a... The people that go to school in Austin, Dylan. The people that go to school in Austin. Forget all of them. Um... And it is just a great time. It's an absolutely fantastic time to talk all the crap that we want to about the Texas Longhorns. So with that, I brought an Austinite onto the podcast with me. Uh, Though he is an Austinite, he is a Red Raider at heart, and that is Dylan Smythe, the producer extraordinaire. What's up, Dylan?
1: What is up, everybody? I I I survived North Carolina. We're here. We're ready. We're on to the next game. I'm actually going to this one, too. Uh, be headed to Lubbock tomorrow. Yeah, I'm obviously really excited about this one. Um, you know, I'm already talking crap with my grandmother because she's a University of Texas alum. It's, it has begun.
0: That's right. This is a, this is one of those great rivalries because it's it's inner family, right? So Dylan talked about the fact that uh, what your your parents went to Texas, your grandparents went to Texas. My youngest sister went to Texas. It just graduated from Texas some years back. Um, so it's I think I, everybody and people listening to this podcast, y'all have friends or family that went to Texas, or at the very least are Texas fans. They may not have went to Texas, but they went to Walmart and bought the T shirt. So. All right, we all. So, this is a fun, nice rivalry where, for the love of God, we want to be able to rub it in Texas fans' faces the fact that we beat them. And unfortunately, in the past 15 years, we've only been able to do that three times because. This is the worst decade in in arguably in Texas football history. This is also arguably the worst decade in Texas Tech football history. So it hasn't really been fun. Everybody else gets to to really dog on Texas, like Baylor and TCU and even Kansas. We don't really get the chance to do that outside of those three times, outside of just the normal Texas slander that everybody gets to have. So what we're hoping here is that this team, this team is the one to bring us happiness for a full year um, and would make us really, uh, uh, since Beard went to Texas, we have the upper hand in almost everything, right? Like, we beat them twice in men's basketball, uh, despite being huge underdogs in women's basketball. Beat them there, beat them in a series, uh, uh, one series against the Longhorns when they were the number one ranked team in the country in baseball. So we have the upper hand on the Texas Longhorns um, right now when it comes to team non Olympic sports. So it's it's good. We just need football to come around, man. This, yeah, this last if only we could
1: do it in the sport <laughs> that everybody cares about. Yeah, uh, no, that would be nice, and, and it's our last crack at them for who knows how long, because you've heard the drama about them maybe not wanting to play us in the future. So it's our true. last shot. That is very true. Right now, and and right now,
0: they're still scheduled to be in the Big Twelve next year, but we don't really know. Um, and even if that is the case, good chance that this may be their last time in Lubbock, regardless of what happens or whether they move it up. Right, twenty-four seems to be what they're aiming for. This may be their last game ever in Lubbock. I was there for the A&M's last game in Lubbock, and it sucked. We lost the game. And I'm trying, <laughs> trying not to have that happen against the Texas Longhorns. Uh, but Dylan, let's, let's get right into it. What is your first thing that, what is your initial thoughts when it comes to this Texas Tech-Texas battle in the 2022 edition?
1: My initial thoughts are Bijan Robinson is scary. Um, and if that's not your first thought, then uh, I don't know what team you've been watching for the last two and a half years because that's a future first running back taken off the board in the draft next year. Bijan Robinson, absolute monster. I think he had like 187 yards last week against UTSA. There, this team goes with Bijan Robinson, so first and foremost, you got to you got to think about Bijan Robinson, um, and then and then you go look at the quarterback situation. You've you've heard some of the drama today, maybe you haven't, Albie, um, but Sarkeesian said Ewers will be there and he will be suited up. Now, what does that mean? Obviously, he's saying that because it, we don't know what that means, right? It might just be us to get our coaches to kind of think about Quinn Ewers versus Hudson Card. I, I would expect Hudson Card still starts and plays this game. I, I think this is a tactic, um, kind of how I hope that Joey McGuire is saying, you're going to see jo- uh, Baron Warren and Donovan <laughs> Smith. Like, but I ho- I'm hoping both coaches are doing this and we see Donovan Smith and Hudson Card.
0: I you know what's funny? I really wanted so I did I did hear the news about that. I really wanted Joey Maguire to say Tyler Shuck will also be suited up (laughs) for this for this game in, in tech. Right. Um let me just say, it'd be, it would not be a good idea for the Texas Longhorns to, to have Quinn Ewers play this game. That's just that's just not a good idea. Those those type of clavicle injuries, collarbone injuries, all the stuff in your upper chest area are very sensitive right after a break, right after a, a small fracture. And it's so easy to re-injure it. Ask Tyler Shuck, right? 100% fully healthy, ready to go, and it only took one quarter for him to re-injure his collarbone. So... You do not want to. You're a Cowboys fan. Same thing happened to Dak, right? Or uh, um, uh, or to Romo. Tony. Either one. Tony. It was to Tony. Same thing happened to Romo, right? It's it's one of those injuries that. You, you, you can feel great. I'm sure yours right now is like, dude, I feel great. I can go out there and sling it. Um, but all it takes is just one bad turn, one bad throw. You can re-injure it off of a throw, throwing it a little too hard. Um, and so it just wouldn't be a smart idea for the long horse to bring yours back just two weeks after the injury um, for them. So I, I agree hey, with you. I've, Quinn Ewers is
1: more than happy to sit on the bench and collect his money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> true a true uh i'm love to say true cam newton is true cam newton at florida right Give him sitting my on the bench and, and collecting his money but i, I think that um yeah I, I i agree with you we're gonna see hudson card um hudson card is kind of really it's funny last year it was he's a young hot shot quarterback let's see what he can do this year it's hudson don't screw it up Be the game manager that you are. That's how he's been the last two games against both Bama and UTSA. He's been the game manager. Even UTSA was not impressive. Didn't do much in that game. It was, we have two stud running backs and we have a really, and the O-line is playing pretty well right now. Don't mess it up. Don't do something foolish. Um, And and he wasn't very accurate in the game. Wasn't anything to be scared of. But you know what's scary? You know what was his best feature, Dylan? His handoff though. His handoff was impressive. He that man can hand the ball off to B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Hudson Card just not screwing it up. Yes, that is true. But to but to be fair, he hasn't screwed it up yet. He he has yet to throw one interception on the season. They played Alabama where they they had like seven sacks in that game. He, he did not throw one pick. So credit to Hudson Card. He he hasn't made he hasn't screwed it up yet.
0: Yeah, flip side of that. So Quinn Ewers played a full half, or no, about a quarter and a half against Alabama for two touchdowns in that, really that quarter. Hudson Card and two and a half in a, in a game and a half for the season, one touchdown. That's it. He's, he's, so it, he still has not caught up despite. More set, But despite more snaps, more completions, more attempts, has not cut up to Queen Ewer's yards or touchdowns in the game. Uh, that kind of tells you they are really playing it safe with Card. Do they it, don't, don't trust don't, him. Don't do anything. All the stuff we heard in the offseason about, oh, well, the race is close. The race is right there. Let me tell you something. I watch Yours, I watch Card. It's not close. Yours is so much better. But we're not going to – ideally, and I don't think so, will we see – uh, yours come Saturday. Now, Dylan, let me ask you this tech. We got our own weird little quarterback conundrum here. Um, we talked about it in the recap pod, but Donovan Smith and Baron Morton, both taking first team reps. Um, Donovan, just taking a little bit more. Donovan is the starter. He's QB one. McGuire, you alluded to McGuire saying that they both will play, um, E. McGuire has also said they both will play the last two weeks. And up until the end of the fourth quarter, we didn't see more at all. Uh, so I still think Donovan is QB1. I still don't think we'll see Barron much, if at all. Um, but what do you think about the quarterback situation at the tech side? Uh,
1: th- this this podcast is Team Smitty. I think everyone knows that. If, if you listen to us or you you listen to Jeremy in particular, we're all kind of Team Smitty. Um, I think it would be a mistake to like start Baron more in this game. I expect it to be Donovan Smith. I do, I could see a world where maybe he has a shorter leash than maybe he did against NC state. I think, uh, that, that wouldn't surprise me a whole lot if, you know, we're, we're down bad and and it's a little early. Yeah. You might as well throw, throw him in there, but I am hoping Donovan Smith can do a little bit of what, uh, Frank Thomas did from, uh, UTSA, UTSA, he's kind of a similar quarterback, not quite as big as Donovan Smith, but good with his legs. He was able to avoid pressure really good in that game. And I see some of those traits, hopefully in Donovan Smith. Um, Obviously, there's a little to be desired in the avoiding pressure department, but hopefully he's just not pressured as much.
0: Yeah. So the UTSA offense was actually able to get some stuff going, especially in the first half. Frank Harris, was able to move the ball, but they really dinked and dunked quite a bit, right? A lot of dinking and dunking, a lot of small runs, a lot of a lot of piece-by-piece piece action. Texas has done a really good job of not breaking. Last year. They broke a lot last year. They gave up so many big plays uh, on defense this year with Gary Patterson's influence. They really haven't. And so that's um, a bit scary. If you're a red Raider fan, because that's been our, our issue so far is that digging and dunking little plays and style hasn't really worked right. We, we've been stalling a lot. We're not getting when the offense, the, the game and a half where we had that first game against Murray state in the first half against Houston. Big plays what did it. Big plays is what had us really going and scoring. We haven't really been able to hit big plays since that first half against Houston, right? And so this is a Texas defense that has done a really good job of limiting those big plays. UTSA, I think a big reason why they weren't able to, to come out in the second half and make something happen was because Texas already was a t- team that was limiting limiting big plays, and then they just went out and went for the jugular and started killing the small plays. Then you had that pick six, and, and it just it got out of hand. And, and against this Texas team, and again, really it's always been the case against texas it can get out of hand pretty quickly if you let it
1: yeah i mean it's no secret the talent gap between these teams typically right if if you're really into recruiting rankings you can look at that and you can see that the talent gap is is substantial and it has been for a while and that's a large reason why we probably haven't won this game in a hot minute but um so and part of that talent gap, you mentioned the defensive side of things. Obviously, they've had the talent, but if you really look at it in the last few years, they've wasted a lot of it. And I think you're seeing a little bit of that in this Texas team, but I don't, you know, it's hard to grade them off Alabama and UTSA. So the defense to me is kind of a question mark.
0: I don't know, man. You got a Heisman Trophy winner against Alabama. I think the defense was incredible against Alabama because you, you're you going up against a juggernaut that is the Alabama offense that's been set up and been kind of pushed to be this behemoth coming into the season with the Heisman Trophy winner from last year. Uh, the defense has been pretty impressive, if you ask me. Um, I, will say, I will say that uh, when you talk about the talent gap between Texas and Texas Tech— Coming in, absolutely. I think only Oklahoma can stack up the amount of talent that Texas has that comes in. The problem has been everybody else catches up to Texas when it comes to development. So Baylor's a great example. Baylor develops the hell out of their team for the past decade. They've done an incredible job of developing. And so that talent gap, isn't when they first arrive on campus, gap's still there between Texas and Baylor. By the time that they are starters playing, it is right there. Jalen Petrae last year would have been better than every single player on the Texas defense. He would have been the star of that Texas defense because of development. Flip side of that on Texas Tech side, I think there's been a development issue too. I think a lot of the Texas Tech players don't get, uh, when they get come on campus, there's been an issue with development and developing these players to the best of their ability. So a lot of players sc- are going to streak through regardless. A lot of players are going to be those beasts <laughs> Regardless, because they're just that naturally talented. But I think that we that's where we've struggled as well. So by the time that both Texas and Texas Tech are starters, right, both schools were lacking in that development aspect. Um, and that's where we're hoping that with the McGuire regime, the development of players gets a lot better. Um, and, I mean, I, I, I would argue we're already seeing it on the defensive side of the ball. Right? Like, defense. So switch up. we talk about Texas defense. Let's look at Texas, Texas defense. My God. Texas defense? This is probably three games in. One of the best tech defenses we've seen since Ruffin, right? That's, that's dating back to 2010. But one of the best tech defenses we've seen since Ruffin um, has been absolutely incredible. What they did last week against Devin Leary is not small potatoes, right? Like, that is a good quarterback they went up against. Tyree Wilson had 11 tackles. I don't, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this is a defensive end that had 11 tackles, four tackles for loss, two sacks. That's amazing. You got the law firm of Hutchins and, and uh, Bradford in the middle, Philip Beledy has been my most improved player. Like Philip Beliti was not this good last year. Simply he just was not this good last year. And he's that much better this year. Unfortunately Bryce Ramirez had a terrible injury against NC State, but he was looking really good too. I mean, Rashad like, Williams.
1: Rayshard, we, we've well, talked Rayshard about the Williams. step he's taken.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Malik Dunlap. That's another one. Malik Dunlap was food last year. And now they try to attempt. uh, They try to make him food against NC State, and he was incredible. So I think that development piece um, on both sides, to be honest, because Gary Patterson, what he's doing on the defense side for Texas, has been impressive too. And you know, y'all know how much I hate giving Gary Patterson credit, but I got to give him credit on the defensive side of the ball. So that's these are two defenses that were struggled last year, that were big question marks for both teams, and so far have been both been pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, they've both taken huge steps. I mean, Texas Tech. I was I was really bummed after that NC State game, obviously, because I wanted to see a win. And on paper, it looked really ugly. But if you just look at what the defense did uh, that evening, that was that was incredible. Basically, two just really awesome games from our defense so far. Um, and, and I'm expecting another big one this week as well. I think I think our defense, if if obviously it's a big if, but if, if you could slow down Bijan just a little bit, put the game in Hudson cards hands just a little bit. I think our defense can hold up.
0: Well, so one thing I do got to say is it's not just Bijan. So last year, if you remember, Roshan Johnson was actually the one last year that killed us even more than Bijan did. Um, It's a tag team duo, like we talked about it in the season preview pod. But Roshan Johnson is is because of Bijan's so great, people forget about Roshan Johnson, who would be a starter in like nine and like eighty percent of the universities in in Power Five football. Like he's wildly good too, and so that's the name of the game here. Like, the O-line for Texas has has been a little bit better, right? They struggled a little bit against Alabama, but everybody does. Um, Played well against UTSA. I mean, they played really well against UTSA. And so, the O-line, which was a huge question mark for Texas... So it looked pretty good last week. And so what happens in this scenario, can our D-line and can our front seven that's also played really well hold their own against this O-line and, and Robinson and Johnson? And and can that swarm attack that we've done a great job of? And Muddy Waters, I'm not, it's really a front eight because Muddy Waters is incredible too. Can they be able to hold that um?
1: I that seems to be like the 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 pivotal matchup to me is their o-line versus pretty much our d-line. I think there's still a lot of question marks about that o-line. They're starting two freshmen. They lost a lot of people very similar to us actually. They lost people like, you know, right coming into the season uh just out of camp. So, you know, obviously they're they're somewhere between what they did against Alabama and what they did against uh UTSA. And and I just I I don't know where they are between there and I think that could be a, a very telling sign in this game, our our D-line against their O-line.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's getting sacks on, on Hudson card will be huge, will be big. There'll be big uh, momentum gains there, right? Um, the O-line did a really good job against UTSA because they didn't give up a single sack against Hudson card. Same Flip side, um, UTSA's D-line ain't like Tex. They don't got a Tyree Wilson. They don't got a Tony Bradford um, over our UTSA. And so can, what does Texas online? So this is really like you were kind of mentioning, this is the first honest test for Texas or like realistic test, I should say, right? Like Bama's Bama. It is what it is. You're not like, you. they're a level above you. They're not going to see a D line like Bama for the rest of the year,
1: but for the rest Flip of their lives. Of
0: it, yeah. <laughs> until they, until one of them make the NFL, right? Like that's it. Then you have UTSA, which is good for a group of five school. Like, I don't want to say that UTSA isn't good. They're good. Houston knows. Um, But they're not... Text D line. So now that you're going to Big 12 play, when you have Text D line and K State's D line is another good one, um, and and Iowa State's D line and and TCU's D line is another good one. Like, how are you going to go up against those D lines now? And this is the real because Text D line ain't nothing to, sn- to, to to scoff at. This is going to be a real test for Texas to say, okay, well now we actually have a normal situation. It's going to be somewhere between like you were saying. Giving up zero sacks and giving up seven sacks, but what can text D line do there? And flip side of that, forget the sacks. Can we hold the Robinson and Johnson? Like, yeah. can we hold the Suns?
1: Yeah, that. Yeah, that. That's obviously the biggest question mark. Can you hold their their run game? Their run game had like three hundred yards on the ground last week. They are they are more than happy to just hand the ball off every play. They will if they can. Yeah, so, I mean, so you've got to put it in Hudson Card's hands. You've got to make him make that mistake.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I will say one thing here last year, one of the wings, things ways we got killed was Casey Thompson's using his legs. We got killed with Casey Thompson and what he was able to do. And that zone read they were able to do last year. Card, not unathletic. But he doesn't worry. You're not as worried about his legs. He's not Morton. He's not, um, I wouldn't even say he's Donovan Smith. He's kind of more stationary, more like Shuck in that way. And so you are going to be able to get after him a little.
1: I think he's got a little bit of mobility, but he injured his ankle against Bama. So he's been hobbled. He's been slow. Even in the last game, he didn't look, you know, it looked like he was still a little. So I, I kind of, I don't expect him as a runner too much.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. So um it'll it'll definitely be an interesting one and an interesting matchup. I mean, I, I really do think like the biggest question marks for Texas going in was what can the defense do do? Right? You only got one great linebacker, similar uh you have your secondaries, it was a big question mark before. Your O line's a huge question mark. Dylan, who does that sound like?
1: I, I mean it just sounds like last season. <laughs>
0: It's, what I'm just saying, it sounds like Texas Tech. Like, yeah. it's the same. Yeah, yeah. You're looking in the mirror a little bit of, like, these were all of our problems coming into the season. And now coming in, the question is still O-line, that it's had a game where they struggled, a game where they were a little bit better. Uh, you have a defense that's impressed so far, right? You have a brand-new quarterback that got hurt game one. Ooh, surprise, you have a, surprise. <laughs> you're playing the backup who's who is, uh doesn't have the arm talent as the starter, but you're still trying to figure out what he is, right? Like, it's we're looking in the mirror here. Right? The only difference is is to your point from the beginning of the show, is Texas' talent is a little bit better. Like there's really no you know, there's really no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Texas's talent is just a little better. Um, and, and that's where the issue lies there. So um we kind of talked a little bit about the quarterback, we talked talking about the O-line. What about Texas's skill players? Like, I'm talking receivers now. Like what is We've kind of talked about the Suns. I'm going to call them the Suns for the rest of the episode because I love that name and I came up with it, Trademark. I'll be trademarked there, the Suns. Um, but what about the receivers? Any of them scare you? At least one should.
1: I, I, well, two of them scare me. Neither of them have really gotten – I mean, their passing offense hasn't gotten going. In, in either of the games that – any of the games that they're played, their, their passing offense hasn't gotten going. But if it decides to get going, Xavier Worthy is that dude. He He's an NFL – future NFL product. He – He's really good. And, and I really like Jordan Whittingham too. I think he, he's a really good underneath receiver. Kind of in they've had, you know, good underneath receivers in, in their history. You think of like Jordan Shipley or Quan Cosby, but anyways, yeah. Uh those two guys are really talented. Now, can Hudson Card get them the ball? Well that remains to be seen, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so Whittington's a good—he's a good veteran wide receiver. He's smart. He makes correct plays, and but like you said, Whittington's very not a lot of yak. Not a lot of yak in Whittington. He's a good possession. Go ten yards, catch the ball, get swarmed. But move—he's a move the chains type of receiver. X, Dave, you're worthy. He's a—he's a, what? What do you need from me, and I'll go get it. Al, oh, he's a future first-round pick. Xavier Worthy is that good. You know, I was arguing with some Texas fans in the offseason, and we were talking about I was telling them, you know, get off your high horse. You won five games last year. You're not winning the Big 12 this year. That Those type of conversations. And um, uh, so they, they asked me to name who I thought was the best wide receiver in the Big 12. And I brought up Iowa State's uh, star wide receiver, and they, th- they said I was foolish, all right? Um, And and honestly, Texas fans don't know anything outside the Texas bubble, so they didn't even know who I was talking about. But um, I, I will say this. I know it's only been limited time. Xavier Worthy, though, he hasn't gotten a lot of opportunities to do so. He's him. He is him. Xavier Worthy is so damn good. But luckily for us and luckily for the Texas haters out there. Um yeah, card it, it, the Ewers Worthy connection was what everybody was excited for from in Austin this year and we haven't got to see it because of it. We got one. We got that one play in the Alabama game which was whoo was a beaut. Um but with the card the card to Worthy connection ain't nothing to to be wor- too worried about. Uh, I will say they have one other guy. Um, was a little bit, a little bit of a concern, and that's Jatavian Sanders, the tight end. Tight ends have always been an issue for us. He's a big body guy, athletic too, very athletic. And if there was ever a no name to just randomly go off in this game, it's going to be Jatavian Sanders, and it would so be I a tight say, end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like if that's going to be a oh, who is this guy having career high receptions? It, it'll be Jatavian Sanders, and that's that's absolutely the the one that it, to take a look out for. has liked him. Card has gone to to Sanders a little bit um, as that security blanket, even though last week against UTSA he didn't, but the week before he did against Bama. Um, So so be on the lookout for that. As we switch to the other side, give us some of the players, the defenders from Texas that scare you a little bit, though.
1: There's, there's obviously a, a few guys you could list here. Damari Overshawn obviously comes to mind first. He's going to miss the first half, I believe. Uh, they tried to appeal his targeting from last week. He was denied. His lawsuit happened a long time ago. Everybody get over it. It was just for some weed. Uh, and <laughs> he obviously scares you. That you won't see him until the second half. They've got a uh, Jalen Ford has been on a tear this year. Um, he he was a starter for them last year, but really he's he's coming on this year. But I I, I want to pick somebody on the D line because I'm going back to this. I think it's it's going to be won and lost in the trenches. You know, can we Bob? Can we get to Bijan Robinson maybe behind the line of scrimmage, or can we bother Hudson Card? Ov Oga O-Oga Fuo, Albie. I, I didn't want to leave that name for you. I wanted to say it myself. He, uh, you Notre Dame transfer really good, had a solid season last year. He, he's a, just a big boy. I remember watching him against Alabama and like he looked like he fit in on that line. So, um, I think he, he's, he doesn't have like, I think, how many sacks does he have this year? Only the one and a tackle and a half for a loss. But the stats, the stats don't show how big of a dude this guy is.
0: So I'm glad you brought up Jalen Ford because he has had a great season. And now when I was earlier when I was making fun of the one star linebacker, I was talking about Overshone coming in the season. That was the the start that they had. But Jalen Ford taking that Mike Mike Backer spot, he's been killing it. He's been their best defensive player overall. And, and it seems like GP's really kind of keyed him as like, hey, you're the leader of this defense, not overshown in a way. But those two are kind of the Bats brothers. Overshown and Ford. Like they've really been incredible. I do say this, Dylan. So in a, um, we have seen from TCU really aggressive DBs. And we saw that a lot in the Bama game, really aggressive DBs. And they're going to be aggressive in this one. I'm going to say this. I am not a believer in the Texas secondary just yet, right? They've been very aggressive. They've been able to kind of punk receivers a little bit. They did some punking against Alabama. I ain't going to lie to you. Did some punking, but I believe that they can be picked on. If you give Donovan Smith the time back there in the pocket to pick on some of these DBs, I think it can be done. It just hasn't been done yet. And and credit to the, the Texas front seven of, of limiting it. Right. Bryce Young wasn't really able to do it until that final drive to win the game. Um, uh, Frank Harris wasn't really able to do it in the second half at all, and so I, but I, I I do feel like the secondary is susceptible, similar to Tech, into where coming into the season the secondary was like the quote unquote potential strength, and now it's kind of flipped. I I I'm of the belief that this secondary can be picked on, um, but they just haven't really nobody's been able to do it so far.
1: Deshaun Jameson takes a lot of risks. Um, it just just watching him play he either flashes or he misses Um, it takes me back to I forget who was playing the Rams and they just burned Jalen Ramsey because they knew he's a risky player Was Justin, Justin
0: Jefferson?
1: No, oh, no, no. Sorry,
0: sorry. That was Bills. I'm, it um, was um, Stephon
1: Diggs. Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Diggs. They were sorry. like, "Hey, he, he's he's playing risky. Chunk it up there." So I think Deshaun Jameson is that kind of player where you know he's a little risky. He, he can be beat, and I'm with you. I I think they haven't really been challenged deep this year. Um, no. Bryson Bryson Young. What, what was his name? Is that the Heisman? Bryce Young. Come
0: on. Bryce Young. You win a Heisman, you still get your I'm, people I'm still get your Bry- first name wrong.
1: I no, no, I'm thinking about Bryson Williams for some reason. <laughs> Bryce Young um he really didn't challenge them deep down the field and UTSA like you said they dinked and dunked it the whole game so I I want to see us take some shots at that secondary I'm with you
0: yeah and I think Kelly will do it the the name of the game is will the O-line hold up enough to allow Donovan Smith to launch that thing and that's really the question right And, and so I'm early on and not only the O-line, will the running game be there to alleviate some of the pressure off of Donovan Smith? Everybody wants to talk about Donovan Smith and how bad he played against NC State. We're not, nobody's really talking about that. The running, in the we, second half, he was, he was teed off. He was able to, you were we able to like off against. We had like 40
1: yards on the ground that game. Like, that's it, 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 despicable. It,
0: it, 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 it's not good, so you ha- we have to have a running game in this one. Um, it'll be tougher. It's not going to be easy. <laughs> Texas has not done a good job of limiting the run game, so it's not a, a simple task there. Um, but got, we, we got to find a way. Whether it's it's you know maybe getting more creative with it, maybe finding a way to alleviate some of that pressure from D. Smith, from wide receiver screens, tight end screens, running back screens, um, the draw plays. We have to find a way to get some of that pressure because the second half against NC State. It was just it, it, the ability for them to just tee off on Donovan really get him out of his comfort zone. And we need Donovan Streaky. He has to be in his comfort zone for Tech to have a good shot at winning this
1: game. Let's uh, let's hand off the ball to Miles Price. You know, like there are, uh, we got a ton of guys who can z- – Xavier White, I mean, dude was a running back. Like, come on now. Well, there's ways to get some, some yards on the ground, even if it's not through two really good running backs.
0: So, speaking of that, on the offensive side of the ball for Texas Tech, Dylan, it's time. It is time for our player of the game and prize pick predictions. Starting off with players of the game on offense, who needs to be the star, the player of the game for Texas Tech to be able to win this one?
1: Boy, I, 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 please just don't go back and look at the receipts from last week. Cause I think I was wrong <laughs> on just about every single one of these last week. Every single one of them, even the one that we call the lock. I think I was wrong on, but offensively last time I said Jaron Bradley, and I don't even know if he had a catch last week. Um, Man, this is tough offensively. I I, I do think it's going to have to come through the air just a little bit, and I'm scared to pick just one receiver, so I'm going to pick the really obvious and lame answer. QB1 for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Barrett, no, I'm just kidding. Donovan Smith. <laughs>
0: I, it, I'm it's, a go-
1: it's a lame answer, but it's my answer.
0: I mean, actually, not in this instance, right? If Donovan Smith has a good game, I think this might be a W. This might be a Texas Tech W. Um, we're going to definitely need him. I'm going to go ahead and say Taj Brooks. We, we, The run game, man, it has to happen. It has to happen. Taj needs to happen. So Roderick was giving the ball a little bit more in that game against NC State. Um, but I want I want some Taj time. I want some Taj time. I want a Taj touchdown. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say Taj. Well, defensive side of the ball, you're going to go with a lame answer and choose Tyree Wilson or are you going somewhere else?
1: Uh, I think I'm going to go somewhere else. I I just, I'm trying to talk myself into rabbit to Adrian Taylor. Um, you know, if it weren't for his play last week to knock the the ball out of the back of the end zone, we would have been, it would have been a little embarrassing, but the fact that we made that play that kind of saved our bacon a little bit. I think that's the only turnover he's generated all year. I think he's good for another one. Give me to Adrian Taylor. So
0: these are two guys. I know they're two guys, but we've talked about them all year long like they're one, the law firm. I, Tony Bradford and Jalen Hutchins. We're talking about holding that run game. The law firm stays in their gaps, hold their own against that Texas O line. There's going to be some youth on the Texas O line, and really show show that veteran you know that that, that veteran a ways. Get under their shoulder pads, really. move them around a little bit, turn them some. Um, I know they're big boys. We're really getting into them. Tyree Wilson to hold his on. I don't care who is opposite of Tyree Wilson, right? He's going to be fine. But will the law firm be able to control the control a little bit? Let me tell you something. Last year. They weren't that good. Let's face it; our interior line was not good last year against Texas. If, but now we got a four-man front. Now we got a lot of pressure up front. This is a very different defense than what Texas saw last year. And so, I think if the law firm can really hold their own up there. We're going to be in a good spot as well.
1: A bonus pick for you. Just just let's cover all three levels. Krishan Merriweather, he's going to have to tackle B. John Robinson on the second level. It's going to happen. As much as you know, we think the law firm could hold up, maybe, Krishan Merriweather is going to have to come up and tackle Bijan Robinson. So that's a big ask. We'll see how he does there. He's been playing lights out all year, though. So
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So now it's time. Now it's time, everybody. Make sure you go to prizepicks.com. Put in tortillas12, tortillas12 to get a match. Uh, you get a $100. You place your $100 in there, You get a $100 exact match. Dude, that's free money. I'm trying to help you all out here. And let's get into the prize picks prediction. These are all these picks we're about to predict are all on the website for you to be able to put in your prop um, and, and make your pick. And make your uh, uh, your fantasy pick of the Daily Fantasy. So... Dylan, we'll start it off here. 273.5 passing yards for Donovan Smith. Over under.
1: Under. I know I said play (laughs) of the game, but under. That's high. (laughs) It does feel high.
0: (laughs) That's a lot. I'm gonna go under as well. A 23 and a half pass completions. Over under.
1: Mm, That feels just about right. That (laughs) feels on the money. I, I know okay. I, I, I you could you could pass oh it's a completion, not half a okay it's completion. Um yeah, yeah they still don't grate in half a yards. Um boy, that was really tough. You go first, I'm thinking about it.
0: <laughs> All right, I am gonna say over. Over on completions, I, and this is a hope. This is really a hope that his completion percentage is a little bit better. We do some stuff to alleviate him. Maybe it was the short, in the short passing game. Um, the only thing that leads me to think that it won't be this is only because if the running game runs more, then maybe we won't, he won't be having to throw it as much. But we had 36 passes last game. Um, I just think in this situation, 36 is a good number for our attempts. We just get a little bit more completions. So I'm going to go over for this.
1: Okay, I agree with you, over, because I do think I think we're going to have to have some of the this quick pass game going. Just based on what we saw from our offensive line last week, yeah. But, hey, we haven't mentioned it. Weston Wright coming back for this game. Big Good time. call
0: out. Actually, And I, I you know what? I, I apologize to everybody for going 35 minutes into this episode and not mentioning that Weston Wright is back. That is huge. Huge, huge, huge. We've complained about the O-line all year. It, the tide turned in the second quarter of the U of H game when he went down. Everything changed, and so if Weston Wright, it sounds like Weston Wright started practicing Monday. Like <laughs> he he got right back at it. So it's, it sounds like not only is he healthy, but it sounds like he's a hundred percent. And um, and so it's I'm I'm actually very happy that they didn't play him against NC State and that they gave him that extra time to to rest. Um, because it's it's listen, it's, it would have been great to win NC State. This is what matters, and this matters more. And so um, having him healthy is huge. And with that, will he hold? Will with the help of Weston Wright? company can donovan smith get one and a half or over under donovan smith one and a half pass touchdowns uh for the game dang under one and a half passing touchdowns i'm gonna go over i'm a believer dylan
1: i'm gonna go over Uh, it's not that i'll explain my answer later
0: okay all right um next up todd brooks 49 and a half rush yards
1: over easy over Easy over? I, I know he had like eight last week, but over. I, I don't know.
0: Um, I'm going to go under because I think Sirajic has kind of earned the trust of the staff as of right now. I want Taj to be the guy, and man, I think Todd is more likely the guy in the red zone, um, limiting his limiting his scoring ability. I'm going to go under, though. Um, this is going to be tough. He's, he did not have a good game at all last week. Uh, Miles Price, 48.5 receiving yards. Under Miles Price, uh, I'm I'm also probably going to go under under for Miles Price forty and a half receiving yards, four receptions for Miles Price over under
1: over. What? That one's tough. That's that's right. That's right that's on the money. Yeah, I'm gonna go push. I'm, I'm gonna go a, I'm push. With that's when we
0: can push. Uh, Duran Bradley forty one and a half receiving yards.
1: Well, he let me down last week. Under.
0: I'm going over. I need a big play. At least one. And At least and, one. And big it needs play. to go to him. He it needs to go to him. 41 and a half. I give it to him. Four receptions over under. I agree. Maybe two, maybe three. Um, spread the ball around, spread the love. And a new entrant into prize picks. He has not been in prize picks before, but he was added to prize picks this time. Nehemiah Martinez oh is boy. on prize picks. Uh, over under 34 and a half receiving yards for Martinez.
1: Over. I like that. I, I, I like know, that. Dude. I don't.
0: I don't believe it, but I'll go over as well because, <laughs> yeah, man, Martinez, he's the golden oh. child right now. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, even though Martinez has gone over that amount back to back weeks, actually, we're saying over under, but he probably will get there. Um, so, last but not least, on our prize picks prediction, Dylan, who wins? Texas or Texas Tech in Lubbock? A sold out game for the first time since 2018 which is coincidentally the first time since the year after the last time we made a bowl game um, <laughs> who wins the game Dylan
1: I've decided on the score I, I have a hard time deciding who's going to be on the other well, tell, which side of it tell us the
0: score first tell us the score first
1: So if you go back to my picks, I kind of picked the under on a lot of things. I think this is a run the ball defensive game. I think this is nothing like what you saw last year. This is going to be a very different game from what you saw last year. I think it could come down to last possession, possibly. I'm a little more optimistic than I should be because it's at home and it's sold out and Joey McGuire's got that energy. I could see. It. Let's. I. I think I got to go. Seventeen to twenty. Texas.
0: Seventeen to twenty. Yes. That is low yes. scoring, my friend.
1: I think it's going to be pretty boring.
0: Ooh. Oh man. Yep. Seventeen to twenty.
1: Hey, so we're, game, we're a defensive team now, so.
0: Well, I will say seventeen. This is a game where. So you're saying that Texas would score last, or. Yeah. So you're putting the ball Hudson Card scoring a game scoring a game winning drive.
1: No, it's a game winning field
0: goal. (laughs) Um I'm gonna go. I'll give you my score of 31 21. So that's I mean, that's the lowest part of me. 31 21. The Texas Longhorns win the game. Thirty one I do think it's not gonna be a blowout. It won't be embarrassing. We'll be in it. It'll be a close contest. Somewhat defensive contest. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I do think Bijan's going to go off for one big run to score a touchdown on, have his, you know, first round, second round pick moment. Um, really, the 31 points is all going to be, I think, two things. One is the run game. I still think it's going to be maybe not as good as it was last year, but still pretty good. And I don't trust this offense to put the defense in positive situations just yet. I think there's going to be a good chance the defense is going to be playing a lot of. Um, uh, field position battles and starting the 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 drive at the 50 and the 40 and and having only a little bit of time to to make magic or to, to stop Texas and all this other stuff so sorry guys I'm gonna go actually no sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it 30 to 20 30 to 20 because more field goals than touchdowns um, in this game so 30 to 20 it's it's gonna be tough They're Texas is just they're just a little bit better.
1: Hey, if I'm if I'm now. not gone by halftime this year, because I went to the game last year too, if I'm not gone by halftime, I'm I'm happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's the goal. That's really the goal right there. It's not. Don't embarrass us, please. <laughs> last year was demoralizing, and we got some. We did we did get some retribution at the end when Texas didn't make a bowl game and Tech did. That was awesome. So as far as Texas fans. Are concerned, they can kiss my ass because y'all didn't go to a bowl game last year. So I don't want to hear nothing about no seventy to thirty five when you didn't even make a bowl game. That's even and more, we beat
1: an SEC SEC team we, in a bowl. So. Exactly,
0: exactly. There we go. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, the second we made a bowl game in Texas, didn't twenty twenty one, they can kiss my ass. I don't. I don't care. Right. Uh, but now 2021-21 one twenty one doesn't matter anymore. It's it's back zero zero and and Tech got to go out there and I'm tired of getting ragged on by Texas fans because guess what? We're really the only fan base they can dunk on. Is it? We need good. We need good news, Joey. I know I'm predicting the Tech loss, but God, do I want the Tech win? One of my best friends from high school has been just giving it to me the last few. You see my Twitter account. You see that I'm arguing with some chump for the past week. It's because of him. I need this win. I need it. I need it bad. Um,
1: yeah, my uh, my close friend here is a Texas graduate. Um and I'm playing him in fantasy football this week. Like it is we're 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 battling all weekend and I and I need, I need one of two dubs.
0: You hear this, Joey? We I mean, you know you listen to the podcast. You hear this, Joey? You, we need this for Dylan. All right? Put a picture up of Dylan in the locker room. Let him know the problem. If you got to lie and say that he, you know, is Got like two weeks to live. Just it's fine. That's okay. I think Tech fans will be okay with if the reason we win the game is because they believe that there's a person that's with two
1: weeks to live. That you needs know, the game. Uh, we'll, we need wheel this. me out on a wheelchair pregame.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if that's what I, if that's what it takes. <laughs> we'll do it. Um, I just I was telling Dylan before this, Texas already has one L this week as they lost out to a big recruit at Longview that chose Alabama instead. Um, and, you know, Dylan jumped back with me saying, well, if Texas would have won the game, maybe they would have got him. So who knows how many recruits the Tech can win with this W right here beating Texas, right? Quinn Ewers might look across the field and be like, man, man, it would have been cool to pick Lubbock. Like, it's just cool. Like, let's let's get the W, man. Let's get the W. Uh, Anything else you want to say to the people, Dylan?
1: You know, when we started this podcast, I had a clever response for this, but I have lost it. So, no. (laughs) I will be in Lubbock (laughs) if you see a curly-haired man and want to say hello. That's cool. That's
0: right. Dylan will be representing the TNT crew in Lubbock this weekend. Um, Jeremy's somewhere educating the youth or doing something like that or or another. uh, ski, Ski climbing down Estacado.
1: He's he's um, drinking all the alcohol we almost left in North Carolina. That's
0: true. That's true. He did. It was his responsibility to take all the liquor back to the house. So, uh, so there's Jeremy. But uh, I really just want the win. I know I didn't predict it, but I want it badly. I would love it so much, and it'd be a huge, huge, tenure-defining win to start McGuire's career off. Very similar to what uh, Wells was able to do against Oklahoma State to start his first year when we were all happy-go-lucky at the time. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Jim.
1: Before, before you close us out of here, we haven't done this in a while, but two things. If you sent us money last weekend on Venmo, you're amazing. I did not expect anyone to send us anything, to be totally honest. We, we missed out on a couple shout-outs, but shout-out to you all. We are very grateful for your contributions. And if you like us so much, just Venmo us, beer money. You could also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be cool, too.
0: right. If we didn't get you a review, tweet us. Say, hey... Hey, you jerks! Where's my where's my shout out? I heard the pod. You didn't give me a shout out. We will check and we will shout you out right then and there. I'll do it right the second I see the, t- the tweet. I'll I will, I will uh, give you a shout out. There we go. There we go. So, for Dylan, the producer extraordinaire, this is Albie Shore, and you have been listening to the Horns Down edition of the Tortillas and Tags podcast, part of the Ten Twelve Network and the official podcast for, t- for Red Raider Sports. As always, stay Rex people.